Hello, everyone. Happy Wednesday. I hope you're doing well. Happy January 26th. And um, whatever it is that you may be celebrating today, I hope it is full of stardust and basically anything that is your favorite celestial object. Um, so I'm super happy. I just made it perfectly in time before uh, this episode that I had scheduled. Um, currently on kitten duties, as she was falling asleep in my lap, and I did not want to have to get up. But alas, that is okay, and we move forward. Um, if anyone out there is a cat owner, um, you totally know what I'm talking about. They're just like I think the absolute best pets to have. Um, so self self sufficient, and yeah, just super super cute and cuddly as well. My favorite is always the Russian blues, the very adorable gray silvery cat. But today's episode is not about cats, so I'm going to go ahead and jump into talking about our launch schedule for February. And um, I always like to chat about this um, at the end of the month because there's always a ton of launches that are planned for the upcoming month. And um, this year, as promised by SpaceX and Blue Origin, we are seeing quite a lot of launches happening. SpaceX is launching almost every week, which is pretty uh, phenomenal. Um, on top of that, we also have uh, launches that are almost every week coming out of China. Uh, it's kind of hard to catch those launches, but um, you can always still catch it usually on YouTube after the, after the fact, so after it's already launched. And we've got a few uh, demonstration launches as well. Um, so I'm going to get into that. We got a lot coming out of India, which is really exciting for this month. Um, and so uh, let's just jump into it. I'm going to read it to you. I'm actually using spaceflightnow.com. Really awesome site. Um, I usually go to this whenever I'm planning on traveling for a launch. Uh, they have a really great app as well. That's also called Spaceflight Now. And um, super um, accurate as far as the uh, details go. And what I mean by that is when a launch happens... I get push notifications from their app and within like, yeah, minutes that NASA announces, okay, like, you know, orbital insertion or stage separation, I right away get a notification from them. So it's like really uh, convenient and cool. So if you don't have the app, I recommend downloading it. So kicking off February with, of course, a Falcon 9 launch. Um, if you don't, aren't familiar with a Falcon 9 launch, you've got to catch one in person. They're super cool to see. I've uh, been able to catch one. And the launch was awesome, but the landing is the coolest part. Seeing boosters land is, um, it's like really strange because we've never, there's nothing else really you can relate it to. Um, I've kind of said this before, a, sun, a, a launch can sort of look like a sunrise in a way because it's, it's really bright, uh, very luminous kind of yellowish color of a thing going up into the sky. And that's of course coming from the engines in themselves. But what's cool about it is like when you see um, like, yeah, these, these boosters landing, when you see a part of a rocket actually landing, um, it looks very sci-fi. It looks really science fiction. It looks like something you'd see on TV uh, for entertainment, but not something you'd see in real life. And that makes me excited because that first step that was made by SpaceX is now um, I think really going to continue amongst several different space companies, uh, especially too, when we start to land people uh, on another celestial body, is rather than sort of using other techniques, such as parachutes, such as uh, controlling a landing module, like the Apollo missions, uh, being able to land a an entire tower kind of a rocket can be really cool. I know that SpaceX is also looking to do their um, 
their Starship Lunar that is a similar shape. So rather than it being just a tiny capsule, you have this sort of tower shape, which is the rocket itself. So this launch is going to be um, the launch period or launch time is going to be 1137 AM on February 2nd. Their launch window goes very long. Usually it's two hours. They have a, a five hour launch window um, for, sorry, four hour launch window uh, until 438 PM Eastern standard time. Totally had my time zone off on that. And um, that would be for February 2nd, a Falcon 9 launch. This is going to be out of Vandenberg Air Force Base. So um, this is uh, going to be from the launch pad 4E. So a little tip, if you've ever uh, caught a launch out of Vandenberg Air Force Base, which is North uh, California, Northern California, so north of LA, I think it's pretty close to Santa Barbara. I was there once. Most of the time, launches that happen from here are spy satellites. Uh, this one is a, um, it's a classified payload for the National Reconnaissance Office, the U.S. government spy satellite agency. The mission is designated as NROL-87. Um, the reason for this is because where it's located, uh, when it launches, and it launches in the uh, west direction, so further west over the ocean, while the Earth is rotating um, from east to west, it's going to be able to capture basically an entire panorama of uh, the United States going off into, um, sorry, not the United States, the <laughs> opposite direction. So over Asia, over Russia, over China, and, and moving further, and then over Europe, and then eventually reaching back uh, to our east coast, the United States. And so the fact that it works with that, its trajectory is going in the opposite direction of Earth's rotation, it's able to work with that. So that wasn't really explained as well as when it was explained to me, but it's really cool that that's when uh, spy satellites tend to launch, is they, they will launch out of Vandenberg Air Force Base, as opposed to the East Coast Kennedy Space Center. Then on February 4th, we have the Electron rocket. So this is from Rocket Lab. This is a two, they're going to be launching two second generation satellites for Black Sky's commercial flight of Earth observation spacecraft. Um, Rocket Lab has actually nicknamed this mission. This is really kind of cute. Uh, a lot of space companies will sometimes nickname their missions. Um, I'm trying to think of an example before, I guess like with uh, like the Perseverance rover, whenever there's like kind of a robotic mission, the, the, a lot of times they'll do this, but um, Rocket Lab decides to nickname this. They called it without mission a beat. Okay, so yeah, pretty funny. I'm just gonna leave that there. Uh, <laughs> it's cute. Uh, the launch site is going to be out of New Zealand, so they tend to launch uh, off, off of Launch Complex One A at Mahia Peninsula, New Zealand. Now, before I jump ahead into ISRO, um, I am going to pull up the actual app on my phone because um, I ended up finding something slightly different for their schedule. So let's see. Now, this is something that's interesting. There's a couple missions that are to be uh, determined that are listed on the website. These are Soyuz rockets. Um, so there is a potential for a Soyuz. So Soyuz, a Soyuz rocket is um, a Russian rocket. It, it usually launches out of Kazakhstan. And that's typically when you'd launch to the International Space Station. But it looks like they have a, a different mission happening potentially on February 3rd, launching at 1 a.m. 
And this would be their, let's see, their Soyuz 2.1A rocket. And uh, this, it doesn't actually give too many details as far as the, the what the payload is. So it's probably similar to um, NASA's payload where it ends up being a classified classified mission. But moving forward, we have an Antares mission, which is going to be on February 19th, 2022 at about 1139 AM. Oh, I will get back to ISRO in a moment. Um, so this is known, this is going to be on their Cygnus CRS-2 rocket. Uh, if you haven't seen it before, these are usually the ones that will launch out of uh, Wellops Island, Virginia. And I once was convinced that I thought I saw um, the rocket from Coney Island, but I don't think I did. I think it was too far away to be able to see it. Um, so that should be a pretty cool mission as far as um, launching to low Earth orbit. It's a resupply mission, so it is going to be going to the International Space Station. And uh, let's see, let's jump into ISRO. So ISRO, Indian, this Indian Space Agency, uh, let me actually get the whole acronym for you. Um, so this is the Indian Space Research Organization, or also known as ISRO or, or ISRO. They've been coming through with a lot of launches lately, um, which is really exciting. So they launch at a Satish Dwan Space Center in Sriharikota, <laughs> India. Uh, and so this it's always really fun trying to, to pronounce uh, different words that are not to my native language. Uh, it's always, always a fun challenge. Um, we've got a couple demonstration missions that they're planning on doing. So one of them is of their small satellite launch vehicle. And uh, typically, a lot of the launches, uh, the rockets can vary depending on what is filled in that payload. So for heavy launch vehicles, take Falcon Heavy, for instance, um, or the Delta IV Heavy by um, United Launch Alliance, those are designed to carry heavier payload. That's just, I mean, think about it. Like if you have a, a bigger bag or suitcase as opposed to a smaller, smaller bag or suitcase. So, so this is their, when they're trying to uh, plan to now make a rocket for these smaller satellites. There's a pretty big demand right now of people launching smaller satellites. And that's because it's still expensive, but it's relatively on the side of the spectrum where schools, organizations, um, anyone who basically can get the funding can launch something to space. Uh, and you can do that in a microsat, in a cubesat. And um, people really want to just sort of have their mark in space. And I don't blame them. I think that it would be really fascinating to launch uh, a satellite up to space and have um, its own designated purpose. Maybe you're gathering information of our planet. Maybe you're doing research on our wind patterns or something to do with earth science. That is um, happening more and more today. And so they're doing a demonstration mission of their small satellite launch vehicle, also known as SSLV. And this is going to be their first orbital f test flight. It's going to consist of three solid-fueled stages and a liquid-fueled upper stage. So um, the SSLV is a new Indian launch vehicle designed to carry small satellites into low Earth orbit, as I had just mentioned. And uh, this is actually mentions here also on the website that it has been delayed a couple of times. So um, hopefully, fingers crossed, this will be able to launch. I think that'll it'll be a, a really awesome step forward in um, being able to launch more things. They also have a launch of its first commercial mission, 
Um, right now, it's going to be estimated for some time mid-February. Uh, the website right now says to be determined, but what I was also finding online was it was within the second week of February is what they're aiming for. This is going to be the first commercial mission with four Earth observational satellites for Black Sky Global. Now, if you guys haven't heard about Black Sky Global, this is the third or fourth time I've already mentioned it. They're a Seattle-based company um, that is looking to gather new information and data when it comes to our Earth. So um, there's, I think, a lot of companies right now that are starting to launch things to... uh, whether as I mentioned before, whether they're looking at different weather patterns, or they're doing um, like new measurements on on climate change, or trying to measure things with our oceans, this is something they're looking at. Now I'm going to spend a little bit of time looking up this company separately, so then we can actually get into details for that. Um, but as of right now, they're going to be launching. Uh, they have a contract with ISRO to launch to uh, space took a couple different uh, observation satellites, four, four Earth observation satellites. And then we have um, one more thing, which is India's Polar Satellite Launch Vehicle. This is, the acronym is PSLV. I've seen this quite a few times already when it comes to launches coming out of ISRO. And um, this is going to be launching India's RISAT-1A, which is a radar Earth observation satellite. Um, you'll see these, uh, as far as going into details with Earth, Earth observation satellites, um, it really comes down to, you know, what the purpose is, what the company is, what where, where the country is, for instance, where they're located. Um, and everyone has their own research right now. I think that what's a really uh, big um, impact uh, that's happening, I would say, in probably a lot of universities is this major shift in the sciences to studying and analyzing different things with our climate. And so we're probably going to start seeing a lot more launches of just Earth satellites in general because of this. So now we have um, OneWeb launching on a Soyuz rocket on February 10th. So Soyuz, as I mentioned, is um, a Russian rocket. Those also launch out of French Guiana. So this will be launching out of the crew spaceport in French Guiana. And it is launching OneWeb 13. Um, so you might have heard about OneWeb before. It is similar to uh, Telsat. It's also similar to, um, why am I forgetting SpaceX's name um, of their all of their satellites together? I'm forgetting the name off the top of my head, but I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, similar to Telsat, similar to OneWeb. Basically, uh, they have currently... Um, some uh, about a dozen satellites in space. They're launching 34 more satellites into orbit on February 10th. So the way that's going to look is it's going to be compact in the payload. It's going to launch once it reaches orbital insertion, basically what the name sounds like. It's inserting the satellite into its orbit of where it's going to be located. It's going to then deploy each satellite into its designation. Then each satellite is going to work together which is why it's called one web. It's going to work as kind of like a spider web. And each satellite is going to be able to communicate with one another and be able to transmit, say, the high-speed internet, have like, you know, sending data from point A to point B, maybe a lot faster. Um, there's like a ton of like applications that can be done when it comes to this design of satellites. Um, I'm going to try to remember Starlink. That's the name. Haha. <laughs> so if you've heard about Starlink before... 
this is similar to Starlink. And I actually believe OneWeb is Canadian. OneWeb satellite. I'm just going to do a quick Google search. Is OneWeb better than Starlink? That's so funny. There's so many things online right now. Um, anyway, I'm going to do a quick music break. Look this up because I'm, otherwise it's going to be in my head and I'm going to want to figure it out. So I'm going to look that up real quick and then... We will jump back into the rest of our launches for February. Let's jump back into it. Just a short, quick music break, just to just to give myself a break from talking for a little bit. We're going to have some more guests coming on soon, by the way. I'm super excited. I uh, have to actually email back my contact here who ended up landing a really, really awesome interview. I'm so excited. I don't want to spoil it, though, so I'll tell you guys in the future once the date is locked in. So I'm excited for that, but I will give you a hint that she is an astronaut, so I can't wait. All right, so... Um, OneWeb is their headquarters are actually in London in the UK. Don't know why I thought it was a Canadian um, Canadian company, but alas, let's get back to our launches. So I'm really excited for Falcon Heavy to launch. Um, for those of you who don't know about Falcon Heavy, I'm standing up right now to go get my Falcon Heavy 3D printed model rocket just so I can count how many engines are on it. I'm pretty sure it was 27. Yes, 27 engines. Super powerful, heavy lift rocket that is estimated to have another um, launch. Another launch. I'm so, so, so excited. Um, For those of you who didn't catch that Falcon Heavy first launch, which was the demo mission, that launched the red Tesla Roadster into space with Starman um, sitting in the seat. It was a mannequin in a really cool SpaceX astronaut suit, which is what you might have seen the astronauts wearing on the most recent Inspiration4 mission. Um, also, um, also some NASA astronauts, too, that have worn it going to space, uh, such as Bob Behnken. Uh, but anyway, so Falcon Heavy is planning to launch sometime early 2022, so this is estimated possibly to be sometime in February. We're still waiting on that to be announced from SpaceX. But when it happens, I really recommend catching it. It's going to launch out of Kennedy Space Center, Florida. Um, this is going to be the USS F-44 mission for the U.S. Space Force. Uh, so the mission is expected to deploy two spacecraft payloads directly into geosynchronous orbit, one of which is military's Tetra-1 microsatellite, which has been delayed for several, several years, actually, several months and then years. Um, I'm looking at this right now because of payload issues. So this should be pretty exciting. This is uh, big pressure coming from the fact that they're launching uh, quite a few of these. Um, I would say they're probably going to be pretty classified missions, military's Tetra 1 microsatellite, um, similar to the February 2nd launch, which is going to be that classified spy satellite that's launching from Vandenberg. But this is not... Um, it's not uncommon. This this happens quite frequently. So that's going to be an exciting launch. Once that's updated, I will let you guys know on, on the estimated date for that. But keep a lookout sometime in February for that. I would definitely make sure to mention that on a future episode here on Colin on Space Talk if you guys, um, if, if the date comes up for that specifically. 
for those of you who um, are in Texas, by the way, what's up? Um, we have another Starship orbital test flight happening sometime um, this month, so probably like mid mid February, about February fifteenth, sixteenth is the estimated date right now. Um, and Starship is what's being built. It's that massive stainless steel shiny rocket down at Boca Chica, Texas, um, right on the beach with horses and seashells, everything. Really, really cool. Um, they've built a lot with that being Starbase now. So um, Elon Musk has officially called that Starbase in this area of Texas, so near, and also in Brownsville. And um, the test flights have been pretty cool. So, so far there's been, I think around a dozen or more test flights of just the uh, different parts of the rocket itself lifting up. They're called hopper tests or hopper flights, um, where basically they're, they're doing a hop for about a hundred meters or so, making sure the engines are performing properly, making sure it's able to go up, also rotate because it rotates when it comes back down, which is really interesting. Again, very visual thing. You'll want to go check this out. Um, Maybe after this, head to SpaceX's YouTube channel and just sort of check out what's going on with Starship. It's really cool. So this is going to be an orbital test, which is going to be huge. So far, this thing has only launched, you know, a couple hundred meters in the air, and that's it. It's come back down. Orbital test, meaning it's planning to actually go travel around Earth, go to space, travel around Earth, one do at least one full orbit, and then re-entering by splashing down uh, near Hawaii. So this is going to be really cool. Um, again, estimated sometime around early 2022. Doesn't exactly have the launch date just yet, uh, but should be happening possibly sometime in February. So as soon as that gets announced, you know, you know, your girl, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be at that launch. That's going to probably be super exciting um, to see that and Falcon Heavy, two incredible SpaceX launches. Let's wrap this up. We've got um, two more things I'll mention. Uh, we've got Soyuz, another Soyuz launch. So coming out of Russia, Russia. this is going to be launching out of Kazakhstan this time instead of French Guiana. So February 15th, anyone who's located maybe near there wants to catch a launch. Soyuz launch happening February 15th, Kazakhstan. Uh, I do not see an estimated time. So it might be possible that this is not something that they really want the public attending. So, so, uh, maybe, maybe, you know, take it with a grain of salt. You might be able to catch a live broadcast. This is going to be a Russian government. Soyuz rocket, which is going to be launching the 80th progress cargo delivery ship to the international space station. Uh, this is going to fly on a Soyuz 2.1 a configuration. Basically what that just means is kind of like what I was saying before about the Falcon nine rocket. And then uh, the Falcon 9 rocket most recent configuration is the called Block 5. So there's Block 1, there was Block 2, Block 3, Block 4, Block 5. Basically, it's like getting an, a software update on your phone, but a lot more mechanical. And also, also with software as well. So it's basically an upgrade. Um, something else I want to mention about this is this is a mission to the space station, the International Space Station. Before SpaceX and launching astronauts um, using the Dragon capsule uh, on a Falcon 9 rocket, uh, we used to use Soyuz, uh, the Soyuz rocket. We used to pay Russia about $81 million per seat for our astronauts to go to the International Space Station and $81 million to return them. So just keep that in mind. Um, 
this is something that it was super cool that we were able to now use not only a, a you know, it's not necessarily a, a NASA rocket. It's a, it's a SpaceX rocket, but it was a contracted now with NASA. So a private company partnering with a government-funded agency, which was pretty cool. And now we're launching people off of American soil again. Um, but uh, you do have a lot of these missions where you're, it's recargo missions. You're, you're bringing supplies up to the space station. And that's what this launch will be on February 15th. Um, I'll do a little bit more details in the future, getting close to a launch. We could talk about what's on these cargoes. Sometimes it's a combination of things like food and toilet paper for the astronauts. Uh, but sometimes it's things like research supplies. Maybe it has um, new equipment. Uh, when I saw SpaceX launch, they were launching a uh, new memory foam technology to test out for Adidas. So anyone who has a pair of Adidas sneakers, um, maybe the International Space Station uh, collection, you actually will have something that was tested in space. So a little fun fact. The last launch of February is an, an Antares launch out of Wallops, Virginia. I mentioned another Antares launch earlier. This one is... Uh, known as their NG-17. This is because NG stands for Northrop Grumman. So this is a Northrop Grumman Antares rocket. So it's made by that company, Northrop Grumman. And it's going to launch the 18th Cygnus cargo freighter on the 17th operation cargo delivery flight to, of course, the space station. So we've, we've got two, mis two, two missions now going to the space station, bringing supplies up. Uh, so this mission, as I mentioned, is coined the name of NG-17. It's going to fly in the Antares 230 plus configuration with, you know, the, the details on the site, really awesome. The RD-181 engines, it's just the name of the engine. Uh, we can go into engines another time. Uh, otherwise, Tim Dodd, the everyday astronaut, does a really great job of breaking down the different configurations of rockets. Uh, really awesome rocket scientist, basically self-taught <laughs> just because he really likes this stuff. Um, and incredible YouTuber. Uh, really, really honored to to uh, have been on a few shows with him as well. So that is that. Um, if you want to learn a little bit more um, about rockets, there is a shout out to Tim Dodd, astronaut. But that is all of our launches that we have got um, for the month of February. I'm going to do a real quick music uh, break just for about 15 seconds. Double check, make sure I didn't miss anything. And then I will open this up to any of my listeners. If you guys want to call in, whoa, that was really, really loud. Uh, sorry, guys. If you wanted to call in, you could just press the tap, tap on the call in button and join whenever you'd like. Alrighty. Um, so I did miss one launch and it is a long March five four four rocket, which is through China. So, um, interesting that I wasn't able to find this specifically on, um, online. And this is because a lot of the launches that are come out of the people's Republic of China tend to not be public. They tend to not have it 
have the details of it as far as the launch date or time or location. Uh, but sometimes they do, and sometimes it's broadcasted, which would be really cool. This is their Long March 4C rocket, and it's going to be launching a satellite to sun-synchronous orbit. This is known as the um, the Chinese civilian L-band radar Earth observation satellite. So once again, this is now, I think, the fourth time in this episode that we've heard the term Earth observation satellite. I think most of these satellites are Earth observation because unless they're pointing to space, they're pointing down to Earth. Um, and that's to serve the people living here on Earth. So you're going to come across that quite a lot every time we talk about launches that are happening. And if you start to become an avid rocket launch chaser, um, I, 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 ha- I had that nickname for a very long while when I was chasing rocket launches. Um, and that's just because there were so many launches happening out of Vandenberg Air Force Base in California. Um, and I was living there, and so it was really uh, pretty easy to go up there. So any of you who are maybe living on the West Coast, go catch um, those launches that are happening out of Vandenberg Air Force Base. If you missed that in the beginning of today's episode, I will be, of course, posting this um, just after we finish here. But I just wanted to, one more time, give anyone an opportunity who might want to join I have that open to anyone who wants to call in and maybe ask a question. Otherwise, totally okay, totally fine. Um, I will, in the meantime, just let you know about upcoming episodes. So we have um, one, I'm so excited for this Friday's interview. So we just started the new interview series. And at 3 p.m. Central Time this Friday, I will be interviewing a Brazilian space fashion designer. Um, And it's a really cool space brand, space fashion. Uh, the brand is called Nave, N-A-V-E, and um, it is the owner and founder called Flavio Alto, Altoi. I need to ask him how to pronounce his name properly. We'll be happy on a call tomorrow. Um, and that's going to be happening um, on Friday. So uh, I'm really excited for that. On this up on Space Talk, I want to bring on so many different people um, com- that have different interests in space and astronomy. Maybe they're a science fiction writer, maybe they're an astronaut, and maybe they're a fashion designer or a teacher. Um, if any of you ever want to join, let me know. You can use the DMs here on the app, send me a message, um, and I would love to I would love to have you on. Otherwise you can always just call in. All right. So that is about everything. Um, I hope you guys get to go out at night, explore the stars. We're gonna have some clouds over by me. But Make sure you look up, appreciate the sky, and always add Astra to the stars. (laughs) 